Real Estate Coaching Radio, starring award-winning real estate coaches and number one international best-selling authors, Tim and Julie Harris. Real Estate Coaching Radio is the nation's number one daily radio show for realtors who demand authentic, real-time coaching. Get ready for fluff-free, unfiltered, full-strength honesty about what's truly working to get you into action, helping others, and making money now in today's real estate market. Now to our hosts, Tim and Julie Harris. We're back. (laughs) Welcome to 2018, everyone, and thank you for allowing Julie and I to have a couple weeks off. Um, And uh, you know what, Julie, I didn't tell you this, but over the last couple weeks during the holidays when you and I were not doing live shows, we were doing encore presentations. That's a fancy way of saying replays. The listenership actually increased. Did I tell you that? I thought. Hmm. You can take more time off. Cool. I know, right? But but we won't because you and I, you know, we're nuts. So listen, guys, um, it's the new year. I know some of you guys are starting out slow mentally and emotionally. I get it. We're going to help you get your ship back on track. We're going to help you stay focused. We're going to help you make 2018 your best year ever. Julie and I worked on a lot of new content, a lot of new uh, show ideas. We're booking a lot of new guests, getting a lot of famous authors on. Just going to be an incredible uh, year for the podcast. Matter of fact, I've got three uh, really important announcements that you guys will all, I think, benefit from. Number one, the podcast is going HD. In other words, the audio quality will be improving soon. There's been some technical issues that's prevented us from doing that sooner, but it's going HD, and I'm hoping to have that happen uh, maybe this week. Number two, we are going to be um, taking this show to the next level. We've had literally hundreds of thousands of listens. We've had you know over three million listens in just you know past. It just absolutely crazy now amount of people even outside of real estate that are listening to us every day. So what we're going to do is we're actually going to make this into a live podcast, but we're also going to be videoing at the same time. So we are uh, creating a, a little uh, studio. We bought a little you know house to basically set up a studio in. It's going to have cameras. It's going to have the whole nine yards. We're going to have guests that are going, you know, being that we live in Austin, there's a lot of, you know, Tim Ferriss lives here. Ryan Halliday lives here. There's a lot of actually very famous authors that live here, but also famous authors that come through here. So what we're going to do is start having more live guests, and then we're going to start doing the podcast on um, video so that you guys can listen and you can watch at the same time. So that's going to be very cool. I read your chat, Julie. And number three, a lot of you guys are asking for a free coaching call, wanting to have some direction to start the new year. And yes, the free coaching call widget is working again. Just go to freecoachingcallsforagents.com, freecoachingcallsforagents.com. And when you do, we're going to give you copies of the book, um, Think and Grow Rich for Real Estate, which all you should be reading this time of year. It's a great way to start the year. Um, And the other one, which is the Real Estate Treasure Map, which is your 2018 fill-in-the-blank business plan. So if you've not completed those things, if you're a new listener, most of our longtime listeners have completed their treasure map last year. But if you've not yet done that, that is really the direction. That will give you the direction that you're looking for, um, combining that with our 2018 predictions. Now, a lot of you have been longtime followers of Julie and I. We've been in the coaching and training space for about 20 years. We've been doing this show for I don't even know how long. We've done thousands of shows, thousands of webinars, thousands of everything. And this is the first year, I have to say, since uh, well, since 2007. Every single year, we're entering into the year, I've always asked you guys to remain cautiously optimistic, right? So if you've been tuned into Julie and I for a long time, you know that's how we always start every single year, by asking you, look, be optimistic, set big goals, but also basically, you know, make sure you have plenty of stakes in the freezer, make sure you're being cautiously optimistic, because there were a lot of things that were happening just in the economy in general that were really kind of 
scaring me, to be honest with you. Things happening on just all kinds of different fronts that would lead me to believe that maybe it's going to be a great year, but maybe not the, the year that you know everyone would be hoping for. I don't feel this way for the first time ever, really, in 10 years. I'm thinking 2018 is going to be a fantastic year. Now, I don't just basically, when Julie and I are putting together our thoughts to share with you guys, we spend literally hours. I mean, Julie and I spent on this show and the show tomorrow, we spent probably five, six hours preparing this content because we don't want to just give you guys fluff. We want to give you real uh, drill-down, actionable information. So the point of today's show and tomorrow's show is to get you in an optimistic mindset for you to realize that basically this is going to be your best year ever. And then I want you to write some of these notes down so that you can share them with other agents, maybe if you're wanting them to be motivated, but more importantly, your sellers, your buyers, just people in general. Uh, because the bottom line is, is every indication is that 2018 is going to be one of the best years in the housing industry, let alone the overall economy, that we've had in just, I mean, guys, honestly, maybe even 15 years. So, um, you know, be optimistic, and we're going to share with you guys point number one in a second. Julie, as always, likes to acknowledge some of those of you who have given us great feedback about our number one international best-selling book, Harris Rules, on Amazon. And I think she also wants to do some shout-outs to some coaching clients. Julie? Yes, indeed. So let's see. First about the book. If you haven't gotten your book yet, it's easy to find on Amazon.com. Just type in Harris Rules Book, and it'll take you right there. So uh, just recently we had a great review from Doug Hayward who says, I haven't been in real estate very long, and I was just about to quit altogether. That was until I picked up this book. One thing I was really missing was a mentor who was willing to share their secrets. Even in the office, I was told to buy more leads, call more people, etc., but none of that helped because I didn't know how to do those things. For starters, I'm not buying leads. I'm so glad Tim and Julie are fighting that fight as well. I don't want to pay others to do the work. I want to learn to do it on my own. Maybe later I can outsource some things to grow, but I am going, I'm not going to start this business writing the success or others or of their scams. Do yourself a favor. Listen to Tim and Julie's podcast and buy this book in every format you can. The material will come in handy as you read it and as you refer back to it. Thank you both. Here I come, 2018. So I believe your conviction, Doug Hayward, and thank you for that great review. And it's not just new agents that feel that way, Tim. A lot of our grizzled veterans are always enter the year like, oh, my God, i got to go do it all over again. I had somebody tell me this morning I, that you know, she hadn't had a break over the holidays for various reasons, and she's like, you know what, I hate real estate. I just want to walk dogs for a while. <laughs> I'm like, you know what, everybody has days like that. Open up Harris rules, follow the rules, get yourself out of that. So – I appreciate that. And then we have, let's see, from Darnell Ginyard, also a recent review. Inspiring is my first thought. As a new agent, I truly enjoyed reading this book and listening to the podcast. I've become obsessed over the last three weeks since finding you guys as a resource. I've begun implementing the system and can see where 2018 is going to be amazing. Now, that was from a couple of newer agents. I'm going to bounce over to our private Facebook page for a very experienced agent, Carol Sharp de Felice, who uh, I believe sells real estate in New Jersey. And she posted, I just want to thank Tim and Julie Harris for the best year I've ever had. I've been in uh, business for 15 years in real estate full-time. 2017 was my best year ever, surpassing my goals by a million dollars worth of sales. I attribute uh, the $3 million increase in my sales goes directly to my coaching by Julie and other coaches on their staff. 2018 is going to be awesome. All the best to Tim and Julie. So thank you for that, Carol. And then just one or two more here. I loved uh, Gail DeFeo Doherty, who yesterday posted, 152 expireds in my area today. Most people are home. Easy pickings. So that's somebody who's focused on 
taking 2008 by, 18 by storm. And a lot of other uh, thank yous, which we're very grateful for. Thank you guys for posting that. A lot of end of the year uh, gratitude. And we're so grateful for all of you guys, our wonderful listeners and coaching clients. So back to you, Tim. And we've got our 2018 prediction show. Oh, so a couple more announcements. I just got chats, and you guys know that we're Julie and I are live on Google Chat during our podcast, and we're also going to have chat alive on YouTube as soon as we uh, start moving over to doing video. And anyway, I don't won't bore you guys with the technical stuff. That's going to be happening soon. Uh, I had a question about um, how to if we're doing any book signings, and we will be. We're doing a book signing down at Book People in Austin, in downtown Austin. It's kind of a I, I guess it's a famous bookstore for book signings, and um, they've invited us to do a book signing down there, so we'll be doing that, and I'll announce that. And they're also going to be – I'm not saying we had a lot of people, probably less than 20 people asked for signed copies of our book. Uh, book people will also be fulfilling the signed copies of the book as well. Um, and the other thing is is that we will be sending out an email to all of you within the next day or so announcing our uh, Agent Millions webinar event. That's going to be a new event where I'm going to be interviewing – It's probably Probably seven of our top producing agents. They're going to be sharing with you all the things that they use to basically make it so they have fantastic years. You guys will be getting emails, uh, invitations to attend that event. That should be happening sometime later this week. All right, Julie. So, 2018 predictions. Uh, Julie, I want to ask you. So, you yes. know, you and I are you, you're more cautiously optimistic than I am <laughs> by nature. I think generally, yeah. Uh, generally, yeah. Okay. So, I, I'm curious from your perspective, and you know. You don't have to 100%, you know, we don't always have to agree. So if you have any conflicting opinions, do share, you know. So what are your how are you feeling for 2018? What's your I'm feeling what's your very <clears throat> actually because I did a lot of research for the show and I found uh not very much negativity either from economists or from just, you know, real estate camps in general, whether that's realtor.com or Inman or us or anybody. I found you know, not that it's going to be easy because there's a lot of factors that are making agents have to have more skill, but I'm very optimistic. I think the economy is growing. I think there's all, all of these facts, so we're going to share a lot of statistics about uh, the health of the number of sales and how transactions are happening, and we'll get into that in a little bit. But I would say probably more positive than years past. I mean, even I've, I felt really good going into last year. But I think that everything is looking like it's going to be one seriously productive year. I really think so. Um, I think so, too. And so, um, guys, if you're just getting into real estate or if you're looking to use a uh, use real estate to, you know, essentially be your new career, maybe you're doing, you know, real estate and another job simultaneously, maybe you've been in the real estate business forever, maybe you've, you know, and you, you haven't yet to really hit it out of the park, or maybe you've had your best year ever and you're starting the year off not necessarily feeling as optimistic as you want to feel. Julie and I sold real estate for a long time, and I know what it feels like to have a new year start. You always ask yourself, can I do it again? And the answer is yes, you can do it again. One of the uh, greatest predictors of future success is past success. And Julie and I are going to be doing a show, Julie, I believe, on Wednesday or Thursday, the notes that I sent you today, that if any of you guys are feeling stuck, maybe feeling a little overwhelmed, the podcast that we're going to be doing is going to be designed to really, I think, honestly, it's going to supercharge you out of your complacency um, and 
and put you in a direction of, of doing uh, some real goal. It's goal setting, but it's goal setting on, I think, what could only be described as on crack. So <laughs> that's going to be coming either Thursday or Friday of this week. So make sure you guys are tuning in every single day and listening to us. Julie, so let's start out with 2018 predictions. Prediction number one, and some of these guys are pretty easy, or some of these predictions are pretty easy, so we're not going to you know belabor them. And these will all be printed on our main website, timandjulieharris.com. So if you're an office manager or, you know, maybe you're a, a – content creator yourself and you want to use some of our notes, just go over to timandjulieharris.com and use away. Please do just give us a link back. I'd appreciate it. So prediction number one, continued high demand from qualified and motivated buyers. According to NAR's buyer traffic report, the following characteristics exist. 29% of buyers are first-time home buyers. 14% are second buyers. 4% are distressed sales. 22% are paying cash. Uh, there are still more buyers than listings to sell them pent-up demand. The listing agent always wins. So be prepared to compete when you're on the buyer side. So uh, here's the thought also, guys. The, the, the trend that started, and Julie, I don't think you have this point, but the trend that started like five years ago was that the builders were not really building new construction. You're going to start seeing that trend pivot. Um, and the reason is, is because all the builders started building in house and price ranges were designed for move-up buyers. They did that because the first-time buyers, generally speaking, couldn't get financing. And there was a greater demand for move-up buyers. Just demographically speaking, the first-time buyers couldn't get financing, couldn't afford to buy a house. They were becoming uh, tenants, so the builders had to start building for move-up buyers. That trend for move-up buyers is still going to continue. But what's happened is that price point has become a little oversaturated, so you're going to start seeing seeing more movement in new construction type products for first time buyers. Now, will that mean that there's going to be first time home buyer, you know, big housing subdivisions possibly, but what you're going to start seeing is more sort of hybrid housing. You're going to start seeing condos, you're going to start seeing urban infill, things like that. So all these what's going to happen is that buyer uh, market it you know, to work buyers as your primary source of income selling real estate, it's going to continue to be an exercise in futility. And if you are getting into real estate and you're wanting to have some, uh, if this is the only thing you ever listen from all the thousands of shows that Julie and I have done, listen to what I'm saying now. Put all your best energies on becoming a listing agent. And I know some of you are going to have your heads filled with absolute bullshit about, you know, the fact you have to wait until you're, you know, been in real estate forever before you can list houses. And listing houses requires some sort of witchcraft and alchemy. It's totally and completely not true. You need to be putting all your best efforts on becoming buyer's agents. I'm sorry, in becoming listing agents. And leave the buyer's agency stuff for the agents that don't have the skill set to go after listings. Don't buy leads. Focus on becoming a really efficient listing agent. And guys, you will have consistent cash flow and you'll achieve your financial goals a lot quicker. Point number two, Julie. Point number two, even though we are largely in a seller's market, some seller's concessions are still happening. I was surprised about this. 9% of sellers are paying closing costs uh, through the transaction for the buyers and 9% are paying for the home warranty. I was surprised that the home warranty was that low and that the closing costs was that high. So you know, know your market. If you're competing and it's knockdown, drag out, you probably don't want to be asking for closing costs, but it does still exist. So there you are. Point number three, <clears throat> continued low inventory conditions in most of the country. However, and I read this quite a few different places from economists and real estate predictors alike, this is going to start to change as more sellers have more equity and freedom to make the move. So there are a couple of charts that I saw here, Tim, where they were showing as the prices have increased and sellers are building equity, of course, now they have a bigger down payment and are more inspired to move up or move down, right size, downsize, what have you. So a lot of people are saying third quarter especially is going to have higher inventory. So there you go. 
Point number four. Along those points, inventory to start increasing. Realtor.com projects positive year-over-year -year inventory growth by the fall of 2018, which will be the first time since 2015. Most of you guys are really clear on this point about inventory. Uh, NAR said uh, inventory declines are expected to decelerate slowly throughout the year, reaching a 4% year-over-year decline in March before increasing in early fall after the peak home buying months. Builder.com uh, notes in its report, the city is expected to see inventory levels recover first are Boston, Detroit, Kansas City, Nashville, and Philadelphia. The majority of this growth will be in the mid to upper tier price points, and I think we have already seen some of this uh, happening even before what they're predicting. Um, they're saying including homes priced over 350 is their criteria. On the other hand, recovery in the starter home market likely will linger since levels are significantly depleted for first-time buyers, to your point about some new construction being a possible option for those guys. Julie, so, we are looking at looking a, Julie that. and I were looking on Realtor.com last night. We were looking in one of our old stomping grounds where we sold real estate in Columbus, Ohio, and those of you guys are there, you know, 43214 at Clintonville. You know, we have a lot of rental properties there, and we, ha we don't often follow property values of our rental properties. We just look at cash flow. Oh, by the way, that's another exciting announcement. Next week, we're going to be doing a real ser a drill-down series of shows on how to finance cash flow and analyze uh, investment properties. Julie's constructing a whole set of uh, notes for that. So we're going to be really helping you guys look at how to buy single families, how to, rash, how to basically figure out if the numbers work, and then all the way up to buying you know, five families, ten families, and a hundred unit uh, complexes. So we're going to be drilling down on that. We're, it's going to be drilled down in the sense that we'll give you enough information that, that if it's interest, of interest to you, you can pursue that off the podcast. So that's the, coming to you yep. next week. So next, uh, point number five, you'll have to get a uh, Great at knowing your new construction inventory. Um, and really, here's the bottom line, guys. Your new construction, especially in a seller's market, the builders are not going to put stuff in the MLS. You're going to have to uh, go to your local BIA. You're going to have to go to all, you know, all these different sources of um, you know, places to get information on new construction. Like I was just talking about 43214, the prices there have literally in the past probably five or six years, homes have gone up by like uh, 50%. And this is an area where you know, it was a great first-time home buyer area, but now first-time homebuyers are getting priced out. But what we're seeing in that area is we're seeing uh, builders, little single-family home builders, and now we're starting to see more organized me uh, medium-level builders that are tearing whole houses down or uh, subdividing big lots and building new construction. Again, not going into the MLS. So you're really going to have to become an expert at knowing how to pick through and look for new construction opportunities. The BIA is one. Um, you're going to have to drive neighborhoods. Uh, some of you who have worked in ultra-competitive areas like West Hollywood and different areas you know, in, you know, on the East Coast, you're going to have to maybe befriend somebody who is in uh, the um, planning and housing divisions of, of your local uh, licensing and zoning areas to see who's building permits or pulling permits. You'll have to look for large land sales, look for uh, press releases, um, just all that good stuff. The other thing you can do is go talk to the new home uh, build reps, and they'll tell you where the their bosses are planning on expanding. You'll get a lot of good information that way. So, Julie, yeah, you have you a gotta know that on that stuff. one. I, well, and I posted a little report for them to see the you know the numbers really back this up. But I think that new construction is the way to go for a lot of these starving buyers because it's great for the agent too. One of our coaching members told me that she's working with a builder who doesn't put anything in the MLS, doesn't put anything uh, on any normal advertising methods. He only networks with agents, and he pays 5% on the buyer side. 
and gives you his next new listing when you sell one of his properties. And I said, well, isn't that interesting? She said, well, you know what it does for me? Every time I've got anybody, even remotely in his price range or where he builds, he's the first listing I'm going to show. He's the first guy because I know I get 5% of the buyer side and a new listing. So there's a well, smart builder, I think, right? But you've got to know about this stuff at your point. Here, Go ahead. Here's the interesting sub-point to that, Julie, is for a long time, new construction was more expensive than resale. And now what you've seen in a lot of markets, you've seen that new construction is actually a better value than resale. Uh, we are looking in an area in Texas for rentals, in an area uh, as, as seven, uh, see, 78628. And we are looking to see essentially what the cost of a resale house was, cost per foot versus new construction. And the new construction was the same as resale. Guys, that is super incredibly rare, but that also tells you that the new construction is going to at some point uh, start represent. It, it, it's going to pull a, a majority of the best buyers. Why? Because everything's new, right? New windows, new furnaces, new air conditionings, new everything. A resale house, unless it has a really special location, is going to be hurt when you see an influx of new construction coming in unless the location makes up for it because most people are going to want a new house and without all the hidden expenses of buying a resale house. Think in terms of, you know, like a consumer. And so if you're working with buyers, if you get, let's say you guys list a house today and the person wants to purchase a house, the first order of business should be finding out what new construction options there are for them. And that might actually be the easy button for you because most people are going to be able to talk themselves into new construction. And if you're in a market where new construction is more than resale as what it would be a normal market, they're still going to talk themselves into new construction because they're probably not going to want to deal with all the upgrades and all the, you know, costs that go into rehabbing even a house it's only 10 years old. Neighborhoods, True. guys, remember, neighborhoods go through phases. The phases are usually 10 to 12 years. You'll see a new hot subdivision become the old yesterday's news in 10 or 12 years because people don't want to start replacing the major subsystems in a house. In about 15 or 20 years, if, they didn't, if the neighborhood basically is one of these neighborhoods where people don't keep the properties up, don't start replacing windows. Because let's say, for example, like Muirfield in Columbus, Ohio is a good example. Muirfield, as you guys know, uh, many of you know, is a famous golf course, Jack Nicholas, the whole thing. They built this massive subdivision around it. It started in the 70s, was popular through the 80s. Into the early 90s, it started to lose its, its luster because so many of those houses needed roofs and windows and furnaces and air and buyers didn't want them. And so new subdivisions popped up, and they gravitated towards those subdivisions. So neighborhoods, communities, whole entire cities are actually – they follow predictable trends. Now, what happens is the prices start to drop in those older neighborhoods enough that basically they offer a great value over a new construction house. Then, the, then the, uh, the, you know, it, it pivots back towards the resale houses. So you have to know your market. So you, if you're primarily focusing, and some of you guys have these geographic farms, that's great, but don't get stuck in a geographic farm that's on a downward slope. You might find yourself selling in this area that's, oh, my gosh, the greatest thing since sliced bread. Then all of a sudden your days in the market starts increasing and you don't really know why. Well, it's because you're probably having your butt kicked by new construction. So these, this is the way you need to think so that you have to think like a business person so you can stay ahead of the curve. Point number seven. Oh, no, point number six. And, Julie, let's try to get through these points. We're almost done. Point number six, price appreciation to slow. Home buyers likely uh, will see home prices moderate in the new year. 
uh, forecasts are for uh, home price uh, appreciation to slow to 3.2% growth year over year nationwide. For a comparison, uh, in home prices in 2017 posted a 5.5% increase. The majority of the slowing price appreciation will be centered in the higher price ranges uh, as the inventory becomes available. Uh, so, Julia, a report came out today that said the number one state for home, uh, number one two cities for home price appreciation last year were. Dallas and Houston, so we chose the right state. Point number seven, the number of home sales will continue to increase. So there will be, and there's a great, and Julie's going to put the link on timandjulieharris.com for this. There's a great NAR report that uh, she uh, pulled from the Research and Statistics Department at National Association of uh, Realtors. That's going to be on timandjulieharris.com as point number seven. Point number eight, Julie. It's better to move up than to move down right now. Less expensive homes are still likely to sell quickly and with multiple offers, while the move up and especially luxury price ranges have more to choose from and more room to negotiate with higher days on the market. So what do you do at this point? If you've got, you know, you guys have lots of past clients, people in your center of influence, leads to follow up on, and they're planning on moving up, the point is it's easier to do that right now because the house they're selling is going to sell faster, making them non-contingent. And what they're moving up to has more inventory longer days on the market, and they've got a better room to negotiate, obviously, depending on your market and price ranges. So that's a huge advantage, and I think that's a big talking point for when you're doing your lead follow-up from all those people you were talking to. I don't want to do anything till after the holidays. Well, you can point this out and add on top of that lower interest rates. It really is a great time for people to be moving up. They can get more house for the money, less payment, more to choose from. So that's an easy hey, talking Julie, point. Hey, Let's do, listen, let's do point number 11 and 12 and let's wrap. Those other two points are obvious because we've already talked okay. about them today. Okay. So point number 11, this is an interesting point. Your transactions will start to close faster rather than the slow trend that was creeping towards the average of 50 days last year. According to Ellie May, the time to close alone is now 44 days. Uh, this is credited to the fact that buyers uh, must be pre-approved to be competitive versus getting once, uh, you know, trying to get uh, approved once they're pending a home sale. Uh, you know, I think the other reason is, frankly, that uh, listing agents are becoming a lot more efficient at knowing what houses or what offers to accept in terms of um, contracts to accept. By the way, Premier Coaching members, we do have specific language that you need to request when you receive a offer on one of your listings. You need to send back a, um, you know, we accept. Let's say it's full asking price, but they're ask, they want to have financing. The the re response should be. Your lender's letter has to provide or has to prove that the buyer has been, and then there's like six different specific criteria. You know, for example, three merge credit report, verification of assets to close, verification of employment sufficient to obtain the mortgage, uh, con confirmation that no other property has to be sold in order to fund the down payment on the property, which is different than a contingent on a home sale. So that is on the Premier website. Make sure that you're putting that into every single offer. You get a great full asking price offer. Uh, everything's fantastic. The sellers are happy, and it's the typical, you know, the buyer will, you know, the buyer has uh, approved for X amount of money and will close within 45 days, the typical lender's language. Do not accept that. Counter back that we accept all your terms, but the lender has to provide a letter within the next 24 hours approving uh, or providing that these three things or these six things have actually been done. Uh, they're called subject to's guys are making a mistake when you accept a lender's letter that has any, you know, the buyer, you know, Bill and Betty Smith were approved for $500,000, you know, congratulations, whatever, whatever. And then the second paragraph is subject to verification of credit, subject to verification of this. That is a useless 
uh, lender's letter, and it's on the Premier website. You can search by looking for the keywords ultimate addendum. So make sure, Premier coaching members, you definitely pull that up and start integrating that into every single contract you receive. And when you guys are working with buyers, when you do have a lender that provide, gives you one of these typically crappy, ineffective, you know, lazy lender letters where they basically had a 15-minute conversation, didn't actually do any real checking of the buyer's ability to uh, purchase the house, you need to go through that ultimate addendum as your checklist to make sure that lender actually did a good job uh, before you assume that that buyer is actually a strong buyer. I'm point the last point. Um, point number 10, I believe. The strong will thrive. It's a competitive market. Winging it or trying it out, seeing how it goes, or accepting a 50% win ratio won't fly if you plan on having your best year ever. Now is your time to get serious. So, guys, here's the bottom line. You have to choose to make this your best year ever. You have to choose to make this so that this is the year that basically, you know, 100 years from now, when, you're, uh, when your kinfolk are sitting around the campfire and they're talking about, you know, old, old grandpa, whoever, or grandma, whoever, this is, the, you know, this, is the folk, this is the folk song they sing about. You know, they sing about how amazing it was that you were able to accomplish what you were able to accomplish in 2018. All your personal records, all your, everything. So tomorrow we're going to be talking about really how to set your goal setting uh, take it to the next level. And we're going to really, I think, motivate you to look at this year as your best year ever. Start out. This is the 2nd of January, 2018. Welcome to the new year. Now, guys, you have to choose to make this your best year ever. It's not just going to happen. Um, if you've not yet purchased your book, Harris Rules on Amazon, this is a great time to do it. Just go to Amazon, pick, uh, pick up Harris Rules. We have so many exciting things coming your way to do everything we can to help you make this your best year ever. But ultimately, guys, you have to be the one that's going to take the action. Do yourself a favor and stop. You know, some of you spend so much time, because I see you guys posting on our private Facebook pages, looking for easy buttons. Even people who are in our Premier Coaching members, our Premier Coaching members, you guys still look for easy buttons. You look for paid lead generation, and you think that you have to have branding, and you have to have a fancy CRM, and you Guys, do not be confused. Your job, your number one priority in life is basically to focus on becoming a powerful listing agent. And when you have your head screwed on straight about that, all those other things that are just distractions will not be able to distract you because you'll be on a mission. You'll have, as Julie says, focus, which is following one course until successful. If there's anything we can do for you, please email me directly, Tim at TimAndJulieHarris.com or Julie at TimAndJulieHarris.com, and we'll talk with you on the show tomorrow. And, guys, get ready to be incredibly motivated tomorrow and take great notes. And if you've not yet done it, I'll say it one more time, go to FreeCoachingCallsForAgents.com. And just by registering to speak with one of our new member coaches, you're also going to get uh, I think it's five books. You're going to get Think and Grow Rich for Real Estate. So that's definitely a book you need to be reading right now. You're going to get the Real Estate Treasure Map, which is your fill-in-the-blank business plan. You're going to get your 12-month lead generation plan, and I forget what the other two are. So please, guys, log or go to uh, freecoachingcallsforagents.com and absolutely positively uh, schedule your coaching call with a new member coach and download those books and take action. We'll talk with you on the show tomorrow. This program has been a presentation by Tim and Julie Harris, Real Estate Coaching. For more information on our real estate coaching and training programs, visit our website at timandjulieharris.com. Remember to tune in weekdays at noon for upcoming shows. And until next time, thank you for listening to Real Estate Coaching Radio with Tim and Julie Harris.
This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.